We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley is behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in. All right. I got a couple of things I need to get off my chest very quickly. Then we'll do NFL picks, guess the takes, and our same game parlay with our favorite Prosper Eagles Bears. Two things that I – one I just heard on WIP, and it, it kind of jarred my mind. Um, and then one from today. So the one from today is – and I, I'm not trying to knock this guy. And I, I don't have a problem with the Philly signing him. I think he's a fine pitcher. Why was there a Taiwan Walker press conference? I, it's it, like He has to be the most nondescript player to ever receive a press conference. What are we doing here? He's a fourth starter in the rotation. He's pretty good. I, I have no problem with it being here. Like, it is what it is, right? $18 million a year is market value now for a fourth starter. Fine. Like, I, I'm, I'm not mad they have him, and I think he'll generally help the team next year, and he throws a lot of innings. I'm, all, I'm on board. A press conference for Taiwan Walker? Was Did Scott Boris just show up one day, and they were like, I guess you're here. We, just, we could put out a, a table and, and invite the media. It had to be the least... Like, did anyone even know this happened today? I actually, I don't even know the answer to this. Do, do we think WIP cut away for the press conference? If I search Walker in our audio system, do you think there are any Taiwan Walker cuts? I just feel like typically when any any one of our teams, let's say, let's exclude the Flyers, Sixers, Eagles, Phillies, acquires a player of note, and there's a press conference for that player. We're playing the audio. Like, we are bringing it to you live. It's a big deal. People are talking about it. They're excited. Taiwan Walker? I mean, like, I'm at, good for the guy. You know, he life-changing money, $72 million. He's going to be here for four years or whatever. Good for him. It has to be the silliest press conference that the Phillies have ever, ever thrown. No, it's odd. Like, Zach Wheeler and Didi Gregorius had to share their press conference. Right. And if he had shared one with Trey Turner, obviously he would have been overshadowed, but it would have made a little more sense, I think. He's the Didi in this, right? He, it's, it, it, right that's a good comparison. It's, it's like the Didi Gregorius signing a few years ago. Nice player, he'll help a little bit. Hopefully he doesn't fall off like Didi did, but whatever. That, that's the kind of player he is as a pitcher. Zach Wheeler, Trey Turner, right? $100 million contract, $300 million contract. You hope Trey Turner competes for MVPs. You hope that, hope that Wheeler competed for Cy Youngs. He has. Those are the guys you give press conference to. Even Arietta, I understand. I understood, Big right? name. Big name. And at the time, $25 million a year was, was kind of on the higher end. It was three years, twenty-five per year. This is a mid-rotation starter. This is this, this makes no sense. Although in raw dollar figures, he's much closer to Zach Wheeler than Zach Wheeler is to Trey Turner. Well, that's true. Yeah, fewer close to uh, to Trey Turner. There. I, just, I just found it. Like, I saw today this was happening. I was like, really? Would you have felt better if Matt Strom was up there opening baseball cards next to him? Well. I think it actually would have made more sense. Like, we're introducing our other two signings. Like, welcome to Philadelphia, Matt Strom. By the way, I, li- I watched a, um, a video of Matt Strom. They, uh, they did it on Zoom. You know how they, like, you know how the story was, like, they went to Trey Turner's house and they sat down with him for three hours. They brought, what they bring? Bought Outback or food or something? They brought food to his house or something. Yeah. 
Like, you know, they, they kind of wine and dined him a little they bit. They wooed him. Yeah. Matt Strom, it was a Zoom, and then they basically said to him, here's what we're offering. You let us know if you want it. It, was, it would seem very cold. Like, we like you. If you want to pitch for us, here's what, here's what it is. Anyway, I had, to, I had to say that about the Taiwan Walker thing. The other thing... Uh, so we were that we played Jim with that, you know, we'd be kidding around about all you know, Hertz versus the other MVPs and like he could bench press or squat two two is and that's funny. Th- this one I think was about the snow in Buffalo. If I see one more person say they should move this game to Sunday, we already moved one Bills snow game this year. Like if you're gonna have teams in snow cities, Green Bay, Buffalo, we can't just be moving games left and right because of snow. I understood the last one. Because wasn't that like four feet of snow was like dangerous? Yes. This one they're supposed to get between five and nine inches. Isn't that like a Tuesday in Buffalo? They should be used to it. There's like I will like I'm not going to actually throw a fit, but it'd be annoying if they changed the day of the game. I don't think they're going to for five to nine inches of snow. Like this is every year in the NFL in these cities. Why are we so afraid of snow now? And why is it all? Yeah, I, I just don't understand. Like they've played outdoors in Buffalo for like fifty years. It's a, and all of a sudden, in 2020, it's become an issue? It's the strangest thing. Again, I understood the one near Thanksgiving. That was seemed dangerous for people to be on the road for you know four feet of snow or whatever. But this one, let, let's stop with all that. All right, let's do it. NFL picks, guess the takes for week 15 in the NFL as we come down the stretch here. All right, I've got one, two, three, four games I feel good about. I'll give you picks on those, and then we will move to guessing the takes here for week 15. All right, game number one. We're going to start to actually two of the games I like are tomorrow. We're going to start with tomorrow's games, and we're going to start with the early game tomorrow, and that is the Colts and the Vikings. Look, I don't think the Vikings are very good. You don't think the Vikings are very good. They're not. But at some point, they're going to beat someone by more than a field goal. They're pretty good, and the Colts aren't any good. And I think last week, something started to click. Actually, last few weeks, something started to click for Kirk Cousins in this offense, along with Justin Jefferson and his new coach, Kevin O'Connell. I like the Vikings tomorrow, minus three and a half points against a wretched, bad Colts team that really can't move the football. The Colts aren't going to score more than 20 points or so in this game. I, I think the Vikings get to 24. I'm going to I'm gonna take the Vikings minus the three and a half. I think Cousins is starting to heat up in this offense, and they're coming off a loss. So it's kind of a, a reestablished himself spot for the Vikings. They could clinch the NFC North. I like the Vikings minus three and a half game one tomorrow as we got a triple header on a Saturday. Vikings minus three and a half over the Colts. Our game number two, and is this part of the reason I'm bringing up this Bills game against the Dolphins? Yes. Look, I am laying the touchdown tomorrow. I like a couple favorites. I'm laying the touchdown tomorrow night with the Buffalo Bills. Neither of these teams are particularly built for cold the way they play. Neither, Neither can run the football. I mean, what's the Bills running game? Hey, Josh Allen, scramble around. Hopefully get a first down or two. And Miami's got no running game. Uh, but I think of the two teams, if I'm going to take one of the two teams in cold and snow, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills in the cold and the snow. Josh Allen's performed better. He made that great game last year uh, against the Patriots in the playoffs in, in cold conditions. And I think Miami is in some trouble here. They are going backwards. Two attack of Iloa the last few weeks has come way back down to earth. And this is a brutal spot for Miami. You know this is their third straight road game? They lost in San Francisco. They lost in Los Angeles. And now, think about this travel thing for them. So they had back-to-back road games on the West Coast, lost them both. They traveled back Sunday night, late Sunday night, to Miami for a week back at home of preparation. 
But now the NFL moved this game on them. This was originally scheduled as a Saturday, a Sunday game, and it was moved up. So not only a third straight road game, but a shorter week road game for Miami. It has all the recipe for a Bills blowout. Also, it's a revenge spot for Buffalo because Buffalo lost in Miami early this season uh, in a game where they really should have won. They um, they outplayed Miami that day, but just couldn't get the ball in the end zone. I'm going to go Buffalo in a route tomorrow night, minus a seven. So Vikings minus three and a half, Bills minus seven. Now I got a couple underdogs I like a lot for Sunday. Game number one, and I don't usually do this, but I am taking a team on Sunday, and I have no idea who they're playing at quarterback. It doesn't matter. I have a rule, and it's a very simple rule. Sam Darnold is not allowed to be giving three points against anybody. Sam Darnold is undefeated as a starter. It's a blind bet against Sam Darnold as a favorite. I don't care who he's facing. In what world is Sam Darnold a three-point favorite in 2022? This might be the biggest number he's been favored by since he was a rookie. Like, this is nonsense. Uh, So, Kenny Pickett's been ruled out, or is doubtful. So, it's going to be either Mitch Trubisky, which I'm guessing it will be, or uh, Mason Rudolph. I don't care. I'm going to take the Steelers to pick off Sam Darnold a couple times and make this a very close game. I think they either win it or, I don't know, Like look, I could see, what, a 17-16 game? The Panthers win. I'll take three points with Mike Tomlin against the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold on Sunday. The other game, I'm taking an underdog here. And quite frankly, I, I can't find anyone to explain to me why this team's an underdog. Why are the Raiders favorites over the, over the uh, Patriots on Sunday? I, I don't understand. The Patriots are better. The Patriots have... Bill Belichick against Josh McDaniels. The Raiders have lost four games this season, leading by double digits at halftime. The better defense on the field is easily the New England Patriots. I mean, I I, I don't get it. Who has the better quarterback in this game? Yeah, I guess you could say Carr if you want to. Is it by a lot over Mac Jones? No. I mean, they're not. neither are very good. The better weapons, sure, you can give it to the Raiders. They've also won, what, five games all year with all those weapons? This is the strangest line of the week. I'm going to take the Patriots plus one and a half. Is Belichick losing to Josh McDaniels on Sunday? No chance. I'll take the Patriots in this game. So here are my picks for week 15. Vikings minus three and a half. Bills minus the seven. I will take the Steelers plus the three, and I'll take the Patriots plus the three. Um, as underdogs in their games. All right, let's get to the takes. Takes you will be hearing on Monday across the NFL. All right, take number one that will be out there around the NFL is that maybe the Falcons have themselves a young quarterback. I, I like Desmond Ritter. I liked him in college. I thought there was something there in the preseason. I'm actually surprised that they waited as long as they did to bench Marcus Mariota, who, by the way, do you see what Mariota did when he got benched? He said, I'm out. He left. Put him on the IR. I mean, the guy walked out, and now he's having – is he having surgery? I think he's having surgery on his knee. So he could wait till the offseason, but because he's not playing anymore, he's like, I'm out. That seems like a uh, a bad recipe down there. But I Well, he'll rest on their time. Yeah, and they'll pay him to do it. I, I think they get a little boost from Desmond Ritter, and I don't understand how the, the Saints are four-point favorite with Andy Dalton. I, I think the Falcons could win that game outright. I think the story on Monday is maybe Ritter, there's something to him and something to the future there in Atlanta. Take two you're going to hear on Monday is that the comeback player of the year in the NFL is not Geno Smith, and it is not Christian McCaffrey, and it is not Saquon Barkley. You know who it is? It's Jared Goff. The Lions are getting a break this weekend. Mike White is out for the Jets. They have to give the job back to Zach Wilson. The Lions are going to win again. 
And the Lions are going to be in a playoff position when we get we wake up on Monday morning. So how about this with Jared Goff? Last week, he was 100-1 to 1 in the Comeback Player of the Year award market. On Monday, he was 40-1. to 1. Do you know what Jared Goff is right now to win the Comeback Player of the Year in the NFL? Jared Goff right now is sitting at plus 350. He's gone from 100-1 to 1 to plus 350 in seven days. Geno Smith is free-falling. Jared Goff, I love this story. They traded him. They kicked him out of Los Angeles. No one thought. Everyone thought he was just a placeholder in Detroit. They're going to draft a quarterback. What if he takes the Lions to the playoffs? I like. I actually think that's a cool comeback story of the year. Comeback player of the year story. Jared Goff. Would you still keep him as your quarterback long term? CJ Stroud is sitting there staring you in the face at number three overall. It's. It feels like it's an opportunity for them to get a young quarterback, right? That may have a higher ceiling than Jared Goff. But what if Jared Goff, I don't know, wins a playoff game? He's he's only like, what, 28, 27? He's definitely under 30. Yeah, I mean, I don't – if you asked me six weeks ago who's the quarterback of the Lions in the future, I would have said not Jared Goff. Now, it might not be Jared Goff. It might be. But I think you're going to hear Jared Goff as the comeback player of the year as a story on Monday morning. And the third story, the third take you're going to have come Monday – is that the Eagles, not the Cowboys, should and will be the favorite in the game. Now we, you know, Next week we talked about how the Cowboys have opened up as a favorite, but I think the Eagles are going to roll on Sunday against the Bears, and I don't think the Cowboys are going to roll. Tucker and I have uh, pretty steadily not been the biggest Trevor Lawrence fans. I will say he's playing his best football. This is the best run he's had. Um, he's, I think he only had one turnover since... Or maybe zero turnovers since the middle of October. He's or picks. I he's got should like say. ten touchdowns, zero picks. Yeah, he's played well. Um, and the Cowboys secondary is banged up right now. They're on the road in Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's had some moments this year at home. They beat the the Ravens at home. And doesn't this feel like a Doug Peterson spot? Doug Peterson wins these kind of games. Four and a half, five point underdogs at home with a young team. I think Jacksonville has a chance to win that game on Sunday. And I think you're going to hear that Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are ascending and that the Eagles clearly should and will be the favorites on Saturday against the Cowboys. Those are the picks. Those are the takes for week number 15 in the NFL. All right, let's um, let's do one of our favorite segments each week and, and one that suddenly I'm feeling like there's some pressure on Tucker and I to come up with the right props. So last week we hit it, a six-leg same-game parlay for the Eagles and the Giants. And uh, some of our listeners out there were able to uh, to jump on it and, and win a bunch with us. Now, can we do it again? So it's the Eagles and the Bears Sunday. Eagles currently nine-point favorites, 48.5 on the total. All right, let's talk through this and come up with our favorite props for the game for Sunday. The first one that jumps out to me for the Eagles and the Bears, here's the props. I think we should start with the touchdowns. Right? Let's go there. I feel like we're getting a, a pretty high-scoring game. So let's go with the touchdowns and see what feels right to us this week. The top four are the, are the, the shortest odds for touchdowns. Hertz, Sanders, Brown, Fields. Those are what the odds are telling us are the most likely touchdown scorers this week. Last week we hit both quarterbacks. Are we willing to get rich again and go with both quarterbacks this week? Seems like tempting fate if you pick both quarterbacks back-to-back. I agree. Okay. Would you go – all right. Miles Sanders is as close to an automatic touchdown score this year as there's been. What do we think about Sanders as a touchdown score on Sunday? I do like that. I, I, I think the the Chicago defense is is pretty terrible, especially mm-hmm. against the run. They've allowed 
14 rushing touchdowns, which is the second most in the NFL, two opposing running backs this season. Feels like a safe bet. I, I think, I mean, the Eagles run a touchdown in pretty much every game at, at least once or twice. So I like Sanders over Hurts. All right, let's go Sanders any type touchdown score. The Chicago side, do you want to go anyone but Justin Fields? Last week we took a Daniel Jones touchdown. I thought that really helped push our parlay over the top. How, the Bears will score a little bit, right? They'll, they'll get some garbage time points in this game. I don't think this will be a 48-3 game. Who scores for the Bears? Is this is, is this – should we not overthink it? Should we just give it to Justin Fields? So look at who scored for them this year. Justin Fields has eight total touchdowns. Right. Second on the team is Khalil Herbert. He isn't even playing. He's sure. got five. And then it's Cole Komet and David Montgomery. I could see Cole Komet having a touchdown. Have the Eagles been good against opposing tight ends this season? Uh, I'm trying to think through it in my head. I'm trying to think of tight ends that have, have moved the ball or scored on them this year. Though Komet has kind of been a red zone guy for them. You just mentioned the touchdowns. Right. All right, I'm willing to do that. Sanders, Cole, Komet. Let, let's, let's, let's leave it there. Maybe we come back to the touchdown score. So we have a couple props in already. Nine is the, is the point spread on this game. We can also, as we did last week, we could be a little bit safer and not worry about the whole game, and we can go with the Eagles and the point spread in the first half of the game. The first half spread is the Eagles minus five and a half. What do you like better, Eagles nine for the game or Eagles minus five and a half first half? I prefer the first half number, right? Because I, I think when nine, when it's over a, a whole possession like that, it's tough when you get into garbage time, mm-hmm. right? Who's to say the Eagles aren't up 14 with two minutes to go and they allow them to, to score a touchdown and cut it to, to seven or eight with, with, you know, 14, 15 seconds left. I like the first half because the Eagles have been a dominant first half team for the entire season. Now, I also like the over for this game. Last week we went over. It was 44 and a half. Now, this is a higher total, but the Bears have the worst. We just heard Clay Harbor. He joined us. He said they're the worst defense in the NFL. 30th in points allowed. The Eagles are humming on offense. They've scored 123 points the last four weeks. They may get Goddard back in this game. We'll see if they activate him on Sunday. I think the Eagles, Tucker, will be in the 30s. And if they're in the 30s, I mean, are they selling out in the fourth quarter to prevent the Bears from getting to the upper teens or 20? I don't think they are. So if we do the math on that and the Bears are around 20 and the Eagles are in the 30s, that's an over for the game. Yeah, and you look at what the Bears have done offensively. They only scored... 39 mm-hmm. or 20, yeah, 29 in the last two weeks combined. But before that, they put up 33 on New England, 29 on Dallas, 32 on Miami, and 30 on Detroit. This is an offense that has a little juice to it. Okay, so let, let's let's play out what we have so far. So right now we're sitting at four props for this game. Miles Sanders scoring a touchdown, Cole Komet scoring a touchdown, Eagles minus the 5.5 in the first half, and we're going with an over for the game of 48.5. So I think we still need to throw in a couple more props here. To what are we at? Yeah, we're at sixteen to one. Not it's it's ten. That's it. Yeah, I mean compared to last week, it's it feels like you know child's play. It's ten to win one hundred sixty bucks. And we won eleven hundred last week. We won. Yeah, we we hit it for ten for a little over a thousand dollars. All right. Anything else, say not to you've been you've been kind of on the Miles Sanders stuff the last couple of weeks. You have anything you feel good or or not good about his prop? What is he at? 50-something, 60? Yeah, I'm interested to see what his actual prop number is because he ran for 144 last week against the Giants, ran for 143 three weeks ago against Green Bay, but he didn't play that well in Tennessee, only had 10 for 24. The other thing, 
that I think we should consider. If this game does get out of hand early mm-hmm. and you have the big game against Dallas coming up, does he even get a lot of touches? Right? Oh. Like if they throw a lot early to to get up and they kinda put their, you know, foot off the gas. Do we get more Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott touches okay. down the stretch? Well, you have me intrigued with the, one of those names there. So here are the rushing props for the game. Hertz is at 46.5. Fields is at 69.5. He's averaged 100 over the past seven or eight games? Uh, 107. Are we getting a number that's too good to be true on Justin Fields? 69.5 yards? Yeah, you look at he has gone in his last four games 178, 147, 85, 71. Over? I would say so. Okay. Let's put the and Justin. even if you go before that, he had eight for sixty, but then eighty-two and eighty-eight the two weeks prior. All right, let's put. You know what? Let's leave the Eagles' rushers out over the field's rushing yards. Now I want to go back to touchdown props because you mentioned something at the end, or w- with your thought on Miles Sanders. Boston Scott scored the last touchdown last week. Do we take a shot on Gainwell or Scott to score a touchdown in this game? Again, it's similar script, right? They're up big. It's late. They're not running Miles Sanders in the fourth quarter but they're still moving the football. What do you think? Is, is this a Gainwell week? They got Scott his touchdown against the Giants. Is this Kenny Gainwell's turn? No, Kenny Gainwell is fifth on the team in touchdowns. Well, he's plus 390 to score one on Sunday. I like Kenny Gainwell. Sanders, Hurts, and Brown each have 10. Devontae Smith has five. Gainwell has four this year. Ready? We got it. We got another six legger here for you, ladies and gentlemen. Here is our same. Here's our props that we like for the game, and I'll tell you what the payout would be. Miles Sanders anytime touchdown score. Cole Komet anytime touchdown score for the Chicago Bears. Eagles minus five and a half first half, over forty eight and a half for the game. Justin Fields over sixty nine and a half, and the Kenny Gainwell anytime touchdown score that puts us on a ten dollar same game parlay. One thousand seven hundred eleven dollars. Now we're cooking. Now, well, I mean, that's literally like if, if you did last week's and we hit again, that would be like, I don't know. That's almost three grand. Yeah, we're just putting in your pocket. Just, just we make you money here. I mean, again, I'm not, we're not guaranteeing this is going to hit, but it is a fun little same game. If you like, lose, Joe will reimburse any of your losses. That's not true. Wait, wait a second. For all the money we had everyone last week, you, you could do these dumb same game parlays, actually really cool same game parlays over at FanDuel every week forever. I mean, you, you hit a lot of these, but um, that we'll go with that. Sanders, Komet, Eagles minus five and a half, over 48 and a half on the total, and Fields over 69 and a half, and the Gainwell touchdown. This was kind of our formula last week. We had three touchdown scores. We had Eagles first half. We had over in the game, and then we had another prop. Yeah, we had over Sanders rushing yards last week. It's actually the same exact formula. I mean, why mess with what works? Is this our new winning same game parlay formula? Three touchdown props and over on a rushing prop. Eagles in the first half, over in the game. Yeah, I mean, why not? Signed, sealed, delivered. As long as Kenny Gainwell gets his touchdown at the end. Well, it's funny because um, Scott was the last leg of the parlay to hit last week. We needed the Scott parlay to hit. Did you feel watching that last drive, they were just feeding him the ball so he could score a touchdown against the Giants? Oh, of course they were. I mean, there was a clip this week. I forget who it was, what Eagle was yelling, but he's a giant killer. Um over and over. All right, before we uh, we hand it off to Boomer and Valenti here, I just want to want to throw this in. You can also, you know, this is I think rich enough anyway. You know, you can also pick first or last touchdown score. So what if? Well, we, that's how we lost one of them early. I know. What if we change the Kenny Gainwell one to the last touchdown score? Because that's kind of the game script that we're we're thinking through in our in our collective head here. 
So if you did that, if you were so inclined to change the Kenny Gainwell anytime touchdown scorer to the Kenny Gainwell last touchdown scorer, Tucker $10 would win you $8,778. Just if you're interested. I can't hear you if you're talking. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Tucker's just, he's so taken aback with this. Potential. It's like a cartoon when you see the dollar signs and, you know, the slot machines rolling in my eyes. Yeah. I missed the button. Um, you think we should keep it at any time just to protect I think ourselves? So. Okay. I don't want to get greedy. I don't want it either. I'm just, I don't want, I don't want FanDuel to, you know, be on to us and learn that we've, we've caught on to their game. That we, we've, we've figured out how to hit We've these. figured it out. we figured out how to beat the system. Yeah. All right. There it is. There's our, our same game parlor. You guys have a great night. Enjoy Boomer and Valenti. Next, they're coming up with the, uh, the preview. We'll talk on Sunday. I'll be back Sunday morning with Glenn and Ross Tucker for the Eagles and the Bears pregame show. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Boomer and Valenti get you set for every NFL game across the league as they do every Friday night. And everyone's playing this week. No more buys. That is coming up next, as always, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.